Welcome to the Doctor Connect Podcast, your one-stop destination on the groundbreaking intersection of your passion and career. Join us for insightful conversations to discover innovative ways to help you build wealth, amplify your brand, and find the ultimate fulfillment in your personal and professional life. Hosted by medical oncologist Dr. Ludmilla Schaefer, each episode features impactful interviews with top physicians, business leaders, authors, and entrepreneurs. This podcast is your profitable, passion-fueled platform. To learn more or to connect with Dr. Schaefer, email info at thedrconnect.com. You can also follow her on social media. Visit thedrconnect.com and take an assessment to discover if you are in alignment with your passion and expertise. Now, please welcome your host, Dr. Ludmilla Schaefer. Welcome to the Dr. Connect Show, the one-stop destination on the groundbreaking intersection of your passion and career. Join us on insightful discussions, inspired conversations on how to combine your passion, hobby, and expertise, your career, job, and create a lifelong fulfillment and grow income. Today, our episode on artificial intelligence and how to navigate your decision points as a patient, caregiver, and a physician. Today, our very special guest, Dr. Naga Sucharita Chadella. She is a board-certified and renowned oncologist specializing in cancer drug development, gastrointestinal cancer specifically, and early phase clinical trials. She is an expert in reviewing clinical protocols, design, and currently work in a phase one clinic providing guidance, leadership, and medical expertise. She serves as a clinical investigator and published in high-impact journals such as JAMA, Annals of Oncology, Cancer, and contributed to the American Society of Clinical Oncology Daily News. In her career as a physician, for more than a decade, she mentors residents, medical students, and fellows, and she speaks a wealth of experience in cancer education. As an oncologist and taking care of patients and families, she has been an advocate for patients and the community. She resonates with caregiver burden and challenges in decision-making during medical problems, and she strives to decrease caregiver burnout by educating how to navigate decision points in a cancer journey. She also has two books upcoming, one about physician caregiver dilemma, decision points as a patient, caregiver, and physician, and the second book is Artificial Intelligence in Medicine. And this book is written by 15 physicians, and she's one of the distinguished authors. Let's welcome Dr. Suchi Chedela. Welcome, Dr. Chedela. I'm so excited to have you on the Dr. Connect show. Hi, Dr. Schaefer. How are you doing? I'm so excited too. I think this is my second episode, but I'm really, really excited to be here. Yes, and audience learned so much from you last time that we just can't wait because uh, people have been asking, we've been getting questions, emails, and I can't wait to speak about your experience, artificial intelligence, decision paralysis, you are as an oncologist, and uh, tell us, what do you do? Can you introduce yourself, please? 
So I am Dr. Naga Chidalang and a board certified medical oncologist. And I've been practicing for 13 years. And right now I do phase one clinical trials. I'm in drug development and I'm very passionate about it and developing new drugs for my cancer patients, which are very effective with less side effects. I think I would tell myself or describe myself as a educator, mentor, academic physician, and a wife and a mother. Wonderful. Thank you. You're wearing so many hats. And I know that probably the time that we have together wouldn't be enough. We are so excited about your upcoming book, about all things that you do for the community and taking care of the family and taking care of yourself. So you mentioned that you can relate to a lot of people and patients what I heard decision paralysis. Could you elaborate on what decision paralysis is and how does it impact people? Dr. Schaefer, as you know, it is estimated that in 2023, there will be approximately one point new cases of cancer, unfortunately, in the United States. And uh, it was estimated in 2022 that there are 17 million people approximately living with cancer of any site in the United States. Whenever a person has a new diagnosis or a new issue or a new problem, through my professional and personal experiences, I have seen that many undergo decision paralysis. What is decision paralysis? It is something where you have difficulty to decide. And uh, this decision paralysis, the main impact is that the patients cannot take an appropriate decision that's leading to delay in their treatment. And uh, as you know, the cancer treatment is a continuous procedure and there are many decision points throughout this cancer journey. And there are several limiting factors like emotions, first of all, and the fear of the complications, the risk and ambiguity and a lot of information for the patient so that they cannot make a right decision at the right time. So I advocate that and I'm passionate in developing clinical trials and uh, which can incorporate all these limitations so that the patient can overcome the decision paralysis and make the decision at the right time. Thank you very much for explaining this. So decision paralysis, I'm also as an oncologist, can realize that I see Every day, I see not only in patients, we see in the community. And um, what I can tell that with your experience for so many years, we've been treating patients differently. We used to make decisions completely differently. And right now, there are so many new technologies coming on the market. And I believe that communication with patients, decision-making process done completely different with technology. So speaking of uh, artificial intelligence, are you using um, a, some form of artificial intelligence in your clinic or in your practice? Yes, we have been using it. And uh, I would describe myself as a data-driven person. As an oncologist, I have been always a data-driven person. And I believe that artificial intelligence is like me, a data-driven, but it's not a person yet. We have been using artificial intelligence uh, in developing new clinical trials 
For example, we say biomarker-driven clinical trials. That's what my passion is on. So they can assess and give us targets, for example, for the next generation sequencing of the tumor and give us targets. And based on those targets, AI can help us to develop clinical trials so that we can develop drugs which are targeted and which have best efficacy and less side effects. And uh, there are decision models in AI right now we can use so that it can replicate the patient who is in the clinic with you and give more information so that it can decrease the decision paralysis. For example, a digital twin we can use, uh, which can replicate exact race, distribution, and demographics of the patient who is in the clinic with you right now. For instance, there has been a study in the phase three clinical trials where they said that less than 40% of the patients are included in the clinical trials who are, who are older and above 70 years. So if you have a 73-year-old in your clinic, the data or the statistics from the clinical trials is not a true representation of that patient. In that situation, technologies and tools like AI can give you a digital twin or a, simulate the patient and give us more information so that the patient can make a decision on it. So these uh, technologies definitely help uh, patients make decisions, physicians make decisions, and all other stakeholders. And you mentioned about next generation sequence. And I know we are an oncologist, obviously, we see and deal with this every day. But for the public, for the community, can you tell a little bit briefly, what does it mean? So I was excited with the precision medicine, what we what is the term we used for the next generation sequencing and the way you use the technology to guide patients for the therapy. I would say that the most important moment and the promising moment in cancer treatment was the GLEVAC movement, what we call it as. There was a targeted drug, imatinib, which changed the course of chronic myeloid leukemia. Previously, people used to die from CML and we have patients now, as you know, living for many years and it's becoming a chronic disease than a cancer which was very dangerous and considered to be like a death sentence for many patients. So after the GLEVAC movement, which came in medicine, there have been several trials going on to develop new targets for cancer therapy. I will tell my patients mostly nowadays this, it is personalized to your cancer. It is personalized to the genomics of your cancer. When we do the next generation sequencing, we identify the targets and decide which treatment is best for you, which has less side effects. And uh, sometimes uh, the AI technology like molecular biosignatures, what we call it as, there have been biosignatures like Folfox AI, which we use to tell the patient whether Folfox is better in the first line or Folfiri is better in the first line, which we didn't have that information before with just clinical trials. So sometimes new technology, new methods like AI and next generation sequencing will guide us, especially the oncologist, to recommend the best treatment for our patients so that they can choose it. And this will decrease the decision paralysis. Absolutely. Actually, you explain so well. And now I was thinking that your message probably can relate to a very broad audience, for example, for physicians. And I would like to urge everyone and ask question, what's in all other specialties would be applicable AI? And where do other specialties use AI? As well as for patients to make decisions. 
and uh, those um, AI and all information technology impact cancer treatment and outcome. So can you share some of your work and its uh, potential impact on cancer treatment? I was always passionate to develop new tools or aids so that I can give more information for my patient so that they can make the best decision. I always wanted a crystal ball to predict their future. For example, as you know, most of my patients are from RGI cancer patients, and especially the important uh, research I have done is in the esophageal cancer. When there is a localized esophageal cancer and it is not spread anywhere else in the body, we have studied uh, that even though patients have complete response in the endoscopy and the PET scan after getting chemotherapy and radiation, it does not predict pathological complete response. What does it help us? It helps us to tell the patients that you cannot forego surgery after chemotherapy and radiation, which is the most important decision for a patient because of the complications and the morbidity and the mortality associated with the surgery. So this information, when you get, and an algorithm, when you get, the patient cannot forego surgery, or otherwise, if he doesn't want a surgery because of the complications, he has the information that this does not give him cure. That was one of the research we did in MD Anderson with Dr. Ajani. And then another, my passionate paper was in lung cancer, where we studied the effect of consolidative chemotherapy versus radiation. So we radiated the patients after the induction chemotherapy before their maintenance chemo. And we have seen that it prolongs the progression-free survival. So with these two studies, I think incorporating technology, newer modalities, and the sequencing of the treatments is ever-changing. And uh, this takes a lot of time, population, and data, and uh, many patients to enroll in the clinical trials to have the statistical data. But when you use technology like AI, you can expedite the process and gather information and get that knowledge ahead of time. This is a very helpful information. And uh, I would like to ask you about your also contribution to upcoming book, uh, Artificial Intelligence in Medicine, and uh, as we both with 13 other physicians wrote the book and um, you've described so many valuable tools, can you tell us what people should be looking for in this upcoming book and learn from you on, from physician standpoint and from the community, from patients and caregivers standpoint? I think uh, first I would talk about my standpoint as an oncologist that I have a lot of fear about AI, even though it has a lot of potential. AI should help us to develop pathways for the progress and doesn't cause paralysis, especially the big data analysis and how do you manage the quality of the data and uh, the output. And it should not be a black box for all of us. We should know what it is doing to the data as well as what is the result of the data. That's what I think as an oncologist, I need from the AI. And for the patient, uh, there is an ever-going question that which is the best treatment for me and what is the life like after the cancer treatment or diagnosis or whenever you have a problem with your decision, what is your future look like if you make certain decision? 
So AI can give you information to develop a pathway. If you take chemotherapy or if you take surgery or radiation or targeted therapy or immunotherapy, how your life will look like. That's the most important thing you can learn from AI. It's a a lot of information and uh, we're definitely looking forward to learn from you in this upcoming book. And I know that your passion, that your passion extends beyond treatment, beyond cancer care, beyond all these things that you're doing. Can you tell us a little bit more about your passion and uh, some other maybe challenges or things that you would like to address with the community? I think the most important challenge I face uh, as an oncologist and as a physician and a mother is that uh, there is a lot of caregiver burden in the society which is not addressed. There are approximately in 2020, I think one in five is a caregiver. And there is increase in 4%, I think, in the last five years in the caregiver, like they are saying that their health is poor or fair. People underestimate the caregiver burnout or the burden and the awareness for it has to be developed. That's what I think as an oncologist, I help my patients and always ask the caregiver, what are the tools they need? Do they need any support group or any information? And uh, I was talking to a patient recently and I told him, you need to have a caregiver bank so that uh, it's a team who can help you out with finances physical and psychological issues or challenges during this journey. I absolutely love a caregiver bank. Actually, I don't think I've ever heard this terminology. So the caregiver bank. So we're definitely going to put this forward. It's a very important message. And I think that finally, from all information that we are learning, I also would like to ask throughout your career, You've trained future oncologists. What's the most important lesson you hope they carry with them? I think uh, the most important lesson they have to carry with them is that cancer treatment is a complex disease. And one size fits all approach should never be taken for cancer treatment. And it's a teamwork. And it's a teamwork of physicians, radiation oncologists, surgeons, and technology and scientific development. And ultimately, it is a patient who leads that team, not the physician. That's what I want to tell my future mentees and future oncologists, that always think and remember what is the goal of the patient. I know we recommend a lot of treatments, but we don't consider what they want. That's the most important thing I tell my trainees that remember what they want, what is their goal, what do they want to do in their life? Because we have to cater our recommendations based on that. Some of them may not need chemotherapy and they need radiation. Some of them are afraid of complications or the future quality of life. So you have to consider all of that and always remember the patient leads the team. It is uh, also a lot of not only decision-making, but it's a lot of financial burden on a patient. It is a burden of finding the right people, choosing the right treatment. And with the current um, information that I've been reading recently, we've noticed that probably one in five oncologists live in the industry. 
Can you tell from your perspective how are we going to manage this if it's um, we are seeing a shortage of oncologists and patients need more and more care? How would be made decisions down on the road? I think the most important thing why the oncologists are leaving is that the physicians are overwhelmed with the amount of uh, charting and paperwork, which can be aided by technology. For example, having an artificial intelligence aided scribes can decrease the amount of uh, patient charting time and help the physician to talk to the patient and recommend the best treatment for their patients. For example, given my clinic day, I spend a lot of time talking to the patients and doing the charting at home, and which takes up my two to three hours of time at home every day to finish the work, right? So that if technology or tools like AI can help us and smoothen the process and make the information concise so that we can recommend the best treatment for our patients and maintain the quality of life for the patient and the physician too. That's the most important thing. For example, I would say that data-driven things in AI and uh, helping the clinic flow too. Like for example, AI can help if you use the technology in a proper way. It can help with the clinic flow, decreasing the amount of the time we spend on the EMR, electronic medical devices, and uh, that will decrease the, like the burden on the physicians. So I just uh, think physicians are a different form of caregivers. I know they are not the formal caregivers, but they are a different form of caregivers. And uh, I think uh, recognizing physician burnout as a caregiver burnout and a burden too is very important. When there is awareness, then you develop plan and uh, develop tools to help them. But if there is no awareness of their situation, then it will be very difficult. So if you would give a message right now to all other stakeholders, FDA, the you know key opinion leaders who write national cancer guidelines, Medicare insurance companies, what would be the message that we could relay from us oncologists? I think I would relate from us oncologists is that first have awareness of the issues going on in the field of oncology and use the tools and technologies for the progress and developing pathways, not causing paralysis of the workflow. That's the most important message. These technologies, everything should help the physicians to help the patient rather than the blocking the way of the physicians. And for my patients and everyone who is having a decision paralysis, the most important message I can give is... Uh, a small technique I've been using and which helped me is that a spa technique. Stop, plan, and then act on it, not the other way around. That's actually a very useful piece of information because I think this could be also used by all other subspecialty. Can you repeat your technique, spa? Can you tell one more time, please? It's stop, plan, and then act. Excellent. Stop plan and act. Wow, wonderful. Thank you very much, Dr. Chidela. We are so excited to hear about your future work. We wish you so much success with everything that you do and so much hard work and leading in the community. And we are looking forward to your upcoming book, more work, and also future conversation with you. Thank you very much for being with us on the show today. 
Thank you, Dr. Schaefer, for having me. And I'm really excited for the work, for both my books, I would say that, AI in Healthcare. And uh, I'm writing one on decision points and caregiver burden. So I'm really excited about both projects. Thank you for helping me for that. Excellent. You are very welcome and congratulations. Please, everyone, uh, stay on alert. Stay tuned as uh, Dr. Nada Chidela having two books uh, coming up, one on caregivers, decision points, and another one, artificial intelligence and medicine. And with that, we are looking forward to seeing you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being with us on the Dr. Connect show. What an inspired conversation with Dr. Chidela. And if you are interested to learn more, please connect with her as well as if you are interested where your passion and experience align, go to the website, thedoctorconnect.com and take an assessment. And also remember, ask yourself where you incorporate your hobbies, passion, into your professional expertise. Remember, keep learning, stay brave, and we'll see you next time on the Dr. Connect Show. Thanks for listening to the Dr. Connect Podcast, where we bring you new episodes two times every month. Is your passion and expertise aligned? Take the proprietary brand assessment to help you discover where you are and what actions you need to take to align your passion and expertise to enhance your career legacy and bring revenue it only takes five minutes and could have a huge impact on your life if you like what you heard today reach out leave a comment or review and subscribe wherever you get your podcast and don't forget to share the doctor connect with your network so others can benefit too you can also join dr schaefer on her television show on abc 15 and if you'd like to be a guest on the show or have a question for dr schaefer send an email to info at thedoctorconnect.com or visit the website thedoctorconnect.com. Until next time, thanks for listening to The Doctor Connect.